Welcome to Climb Your Mountain, the only podcast that teaches you how to use coaching, neuroscience, and mindfulness to overcome life's challenges. I'm Sarah Maurer, a certified life and performance coach, breathwork facilitator, and trance geek. Each week, I show you how to change your brain fast for good and without struggle. Whether you're training to climb an actual mountain, building a business, dating, or planning a fucking rebellion, these tools will help. Listen and learn so you can enjoy more of what you want. Happiness, fun, connection, creativity, courage, and the occasional mountaintop moment. Ready? Let's do this. Hello, my friends. How you doing? I am. <laughs> I am having kind of a week. It's been <sighs> how to explain. This is the week that I actually sat down with my financial planner and talked about the fact that my mom, who has Alzheimer's, who lives in an assisted living, who you know needs to be in that very expensive assisted living for a long time, she's going to run out of money in 2024. And I'm probably going to end up at least supplementing some of her, her living expenses and it's a little bit scary because it ain't cheap. So <laughs> I really have been struggling a lot just with, uh, like, first of all, like, why me? How did I become the only child in this family that apparently, like, did not plan for this kind of shit? And now it's all on me. It feels so unfair. And now I'm also worried because I'm feeling like, you know, what about my own retirement? I don't have kids. I mean, I may have to be in assisted living and no kid is going to help me pay for it. So yeah, there's just been a lot uh, coming up around that this week. Um, and at the same time, there's some things happening at this assisted living that I'm not crazy about that just have just been adding to the angst. So yeah, there's been a lot of feelings, a lot of processing. I've actually done, I think, a pretty good job of giving myself some space just to feel, which I think is so important. I um, you know, took time off from breath work on Tuesday nights. I did not lead my normal session for my meetup. By the way, that meetup is awesome. <laughs> if you want to come and breathe with us, I'll definitely put the link in the show notes so you know how to find your way there. And I will be there next Tuesday. I very, very rarely take off for personal reasons, but it just seemed like today or this week that would be a good thing to do. Yeah, and I just kind of did my own breath work, spent some time just like moving through a lot of my rage at the healthcare system, which is the root of this, a lot of my frustration about my family situation, being the only kid in a family that just, I don't know, wasn't really made of function, the parents were not necessarily the most functional of adults, and now I'm the only one here to kind of pick up the consequences and yeah, so there was a lot of feelings, and it's it's interesting. I don't talk a lot about the caregiving side of my life, even though that's where I, I get most of my coaching, just because I feel like there's so much that's still I'm actively moving through. It's still so unresolved. I know that would be probably be helpful for some people, and I've thought more lately about you know what can I share without like really triggering myself and bringing up a lot of feelings for myself without it like turning into this just giant like poor me, poor us rant. Um, so I do think that's coming, but yeah, <laughs> not quite yet. I'm just not there yet. Um, anyway, so that's what's going on around here. And yeah, that's probably a good lead into what our topic for today is. We're going to talk about triggers, triggering people 
I, I think triggers can also come from situations, but yeah, I think the worst triggers, the ones that, you know, bring up the most, um, negative emotion often come from other people. So maybe the other person is doing something. Maybe they're saying something. I'm trying to think of an example. Ah, good one. I, um, when I was taking my high altitude mountaineering class, I was just like joking around with one of my classmates and I'm like, yeah, I've always had a big butt. And she said something. I think she was just honestly like talking and not like filtering herself. And she's like, well, I used to have a big butt till I started working out. And I about like, I didn't say anything, but I about like lost my mind. I'm like, what are you saying? I'm not working out. Of course it's me like projecting my own stuff on her. She's just trying to have a damn conversation. <laughs> I don't think it was said maliciously at all. So you can see, like, yeah, I got triggered by something she said. Um, another good example, I'll share this one. Um, this one was kind of sad and so innocent. I was talking with a friend of mine who I really love, and I love when she suggests for me to read books or watch TV shows because our tastes are very similar. Sometimes I'll even ask her. And I remember she was really excited when True Blood came out, and I think we were camping. We were standing around the campfire, and she's like, Sarah, I can't believe you haven't watched True Blood. You really have to watch it. You're going to love it so much. (laughs) And I come from a family where (laughs) I feel like my parents – like recommendations like were if you don't love and watch and love this thing that I that I love then um you 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 don't love me and you're letting me down so it always felt like it created like this sense of obligation so my friends saying it to me around the campfire I just felt terrible and like burst into tears I'm like I'm so overwhelmed with so many things in life I don't have time to watch True Blood and like tell her how much I love it so it's so funny it can be so innocent right And sometimes the person is even just being away. They're not saying anything. They're not doing anything. But the way they're being can be triggering for us. And I think a really interesting one in the personal development world is you may have experienced this as someone who's working on your own personal growth. I assume if you're listening to this podcast, that's something that you're into. Yeah. Like, have you ever had an experience where maybe you have grown to the point where you're setting a boundary or maybe you're harder to manipulate and it makes someone around you crazy who's used to like breaking through your boundaries, who's not who's used to you, like, like who's used to being able to get what they want from you. And now they can't. And it's like just making them nuts, even if you're not doing anything, but just like holding your boundary and being how you're being and being calm and being like chill in that situation. So, yeah, doing, saying, being all of those can be triggers. So. Let's actually talk a little bit about what to do when you're triggered, because I don't know, I feel like I am trigger happy as a human, like so much stuff triggers me. And I'm like, does everyone feel this way? But I bet even if you don't feel that way, you know, all the time, some of the time it still comes up for you. Definitely. As I'm talking to my clients, that is often true. So let's kind of break down a little bit what's happening. So first of all, when someone triggers us, a lot of times we assume that the problem really is the other person. We're like, wow, what a jerk. That girl that was making that comment about, you know, working out in her butt. I mean, she's just doing that to upset me, right? (laughs) Like what a jerk. What a, what, what, what a, thoughtless person, even if she's not like doing it on purpose to be mean. And our solution is to, you know, kind of 
like blame them, shame them, maybe freeze them out, maybe feel superior to them. Like, gosh, I'm glad I don't go around like making comments like that. And why this doesn't work is that really in almost all cases, the other person isn't really the problem. The other person is just kind of living their life, doing their thing. And we're, as we'll talk about in a minute, they are reflecting back to, uh, to us something that is not healed in us, that is upsetting to us. And if we make them the problem and don't realize that it really is us and not them, we're kind of missing an opportunity to do some healing work. And if we really let ourselves get triggered by other people and then like react really hard by blaming, by shaming, by avoiding them, it can also really end up making our world smaller. Like sometimes we avoid people because something they do or say or be is unintentionally triggering. And these are people that might really enrich our lives and we're kind of missing out. It can also, obviously for all of us, there are people in our lives that we have to be around, maybe coworkers, and it can make our relationships with those people more tense and difficult than they need to be and unnecessarily. So let's talk about like whenever you're getting triggered, maybe what's a like alternative way to deal with it so that you can learn, you can grow and potentially not for sure. I mean, it really is up to you. Maybe you can have those people in your life and really have a happy relationship with them that you enjoy. So what's really going on when someone triggers us? Whenever you are being triggered by someone else, I want you to think of them as your mirror. They are showing you something about yourself. And it might be something that you don't like about yourself, something you shove down and keep in the shadow. So some personal examples I'll share, like two that come up for me a lot. I don't like when other people are loud <laughs> because I'm loud, I think. And I've actually been talked to you about that. Why are you so loud? It's hard on my nervous system. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just loud. But I do. I think I do have like some shame and some judgment of myself around that. And I kind of, because of that, maybe don't be loud when I want to be loud or when it would be appropriate or when it would be fun. So when I see someone just unabashedly, like like I think of someone at a, the person at the party that's just so happy to be there and so excited to see everyone and they're so loud and they're like laughing loud and drinking and loosening up and just talking loudly. I have a lot of judgment around that person because inside I feel like I'm that way, but it's not okay to be that way. So another really good example I'll share, um, people that tell, particularly men that kind of tell what's how to describe this. This makes me sound like kind of an asshole, <laughs> but I'm going to share it anyway. Like, and, and there's a specific reason I think I feel this way that has nothing to do with these people. Whenever someone tells too many stories, and particularly when men do it, I get triggered. I don't like it. I'm like, ah, not another fucking story. It was kind of fun. I was on a hot trip with some friends this weekend, and there was there was three of us in our group, and we were sharing a kind of a small hut with seven other people, and the other people were kind of loud, kind of fun. And there was one person in the group that just like lived to tell stories, like could not stop like telling stories about all his trips in Colorado and the time, like a bear or no, we thought it was going to be 
a bear, but it was actually a stove canister exploded in his car and blew out the back window while he was backpacking. And and it was just kind of like, at first, kind of entertaining. This person was really nice and very sweet, like I don't think. In any way, they were telling this, the, us or telling these stories to piss anyone off. I think it was just kind of how they live their life and who they are. But yeah, he was like, um, "Yeah, here's the. I'm going to tell you another story about this thing I just told you a story about." And he would then show a picture and want me to look at it. And I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, too many stories." And I'm sure it was kind of getting to the point where it was showing on my face, like, "Oh my gosh, not another story." But guess who tells a lot of stories and kind of has a little bit of like, is that okay? Should I be ashamed around it? Me, if you haven't been around me. I mean, that, that's probably why I have a damn podcast, right? <laughs> I have so many stories to tell you. And I kind of tell myself, well, I'm a professional writer, so my stories are not as long. <laughs> but there's a lot of stories. And I think I have some judgment of myself around that. So another example about how, like a lot of times when something in someone else triggers us. We're seeing something that we don't like about ourselves, or that we have some judgment about. So that could be one thing that's happening. Another thing that could be happening is that this, um, this person, as they're doing, being, saying things that trigger you, might be shining a light on a place where you still need some healing. So I think the story part also has an element of this. I, um, When I was growing up, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents because my parents were both working. And my grandpa was just like a very domineering man. Whenever he was speaking, like everyone else had to be quiet and listen. And, you know, he... I don't remember him like over talking or talking that much, but when he had something to say, like whatever you were doing or <laughs> saying had to stop so that, you know, you could, he could say what he wanted to say. And he was just such a, like a big, I don't know. Like I remember being a kid and just being like, oh my gosh, like I feel like so resentful of this on some level. I just want to play. I just want to be loud. I just want to be myself. I don't want to listen to what you have to say, old man, basically. And I, I think there's still a part of me that just felt like I, like myself and my, you know, what I had to say had to come second to this man. And I think that's a big part of like why I'm triggered by men in particular that love to talk about themselves. This comes up on dates all the time, by the way. Oh my gosh. Like when there's a guy that won't stop talking about themselves, which honestly is probably kind of a nervous thing and something really common that people do that's very innocent. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're just like my grandpa. I think that's like unconsciously what's happening in my head. And I have a lot of feelings and thoughts that I, I don't like it. So Anyway, so yeah, sometimes it's it's whenever um, ah, there was one more I was going to share with you. Yeah, I think those are the two big ones. A lot of times whenever someone is triggering us, it's just shining a, a light on a place where we personally need healing. So how can you start to kind of unwind this for yourself so that like whenever someone is kind of coming into your space and triggering you a bit, you can, rather than blaming and shaming or escaping, you can kind of really learn something and heal through the situation and maybe even just if, if it's what you want, like learn to enjoy that person a bit more. So a couple questions I think are really magical. First one is, is there some projection happening? 
am I witnessing something in this person that I don't like to witness in myself? How am I the exact same way? So I would be really kind of like open yourself up without judgment and just be like really honest if there's an element of that going on. I think that's really interesting. Very often for me when I do that, I'm like, yeah, there really is. So that's useful to know. And then another question I love to ask is, what is rising here to be healed? And if you're not sure, um, I would take it deeper with the question, where have I felt this way before? That's actually, like when I was, that actually happened this weekend. Like when I was hanging out with this guy who wanted to tell me lots of stories and wanted me to listen. I'm like, where have I felt this way before? And Uh, kind of a hack you can use. (laughs) If you're really triggered by it, it was probably something that happened during your childhood. So where have I felt this way? What's the first time I remember feeling this way is another good place to take your mind. And I'm like, yeah, totally with grandpa, you know, shutting down grandma, shutting down me, um, just because he wants to say something and what he has to say is more important. So that was actually like a huge like thunderclap revelation that happened for me at the hut. I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. And it's really not about this poor guy at all. It just wants to like show me a picture of something he's excited about, right? And then the, the last question I would explore, and this is kind of a fun one to do with a journal, maybe just put on some music, light a candle, and just spend some time with yourself and journal on the question, what inside me is longing to be seen, loved, witnessed, or healed? A lot of times these are, these are parts of our shadow, the parts of us that maybe we don't like very much, that we don't show to the world, but the more we hold them down, the more they're going to want to keep popping up and the more they're going to keep getting triggered by other people. So the more light you can shed on them, the more time you can spend with them, the more you can see them, the more you can understand them, the more you can maybe even start to get some forgiveness around them, the less they're going to like rear their ugly head when someone just says something out of right field and you're like, oh, (laughs) that really triggered me. So really taking some time to explore that I think is really helpful. And why this works, Relationships are amazing mirrors for us, and they're one of the fastest ways to grow. And if you're like me, you've probably experienced going through a phase where you hid in your cave and you did a lot of personal development, and maybe you actually grew a lot from that. I think during the pandemic, a lot of us were just stuck in our houses, and personal development for a lot of us was how we kind of got through that time. But Then maybe after this time of growth on your own, you got into a new relationship and then you watched your growth like triple and make these quantum leaps because we humans are really meant to learn from ourselves, but we're also meant to learn from other people too. We are social creatures. Our bodies like literally make hormones whenever we feel connected to other people because we are meant to be with other people, to learn from them, to, you know, use them as mirrors for our own self-exploration. And sometimes the people who trigger us, this is the last that I'll leave you with, sometimes the people who trigger us the most are our best teachers. I think of a boss I used to have that I was just like, oh my gosh, if I could run a marathon to get away from her and to be like out of her office when I'm talking to her, I would love it. But man, was was my experience with her incredibly life-changing. It really was. I'm like a different person now. And um, 
she was just an amazing teacher. It's interesting. Experiences can be this way too. So I talked a little bit at the start of this program about caregiving, which is massively triggering to me on many fronts. I really think it's going to be my greatest teacher, maybe in life. I had a friend who lived in India, which apparently is like overwhelming to all the senses. There's so many people, so much noise, different smells, activity, moving. She's like living in Delhi and she's like, yeah, India is my teacher every day. So yeah, whatever is triggering for you really can be your teacher. And so I really encourage you to, rather than, you know, blaming, shaming, running away, putting it all on the other person or the situation, what would it be like just to like open up a little bit and be like, how is this a mirror for me? How is this reflecting back to me? Something that's important for me to see, something that's important for me to realize, something that is crucial to my my growth. So friends, that is what I've got for you this week. I hope you enjoyed it and I will talk to you next week. Take care.